On today's episode of the Drive-In Podcast, we have our review of James Wan's Malignant. We have the Express Checkup with yours truly, Dr. O. We have our trailer roundup and that we have our Batman top billing draft. So use the bathroom now, grab that popcorn, and then enjoy the 55th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Bada bing, bada boom. Episode 55 of the Driving Podcast has arrived. This is Dr. O. I'm joined by Ricky Flix and Nez for maybe the most exciting episode we've ever had. Mainly due to the top billing. I'm over the moon happy that we're doing this in honor of Batman Day. Batman draft. We're doing a Batman. We're doing a movie. We're doing a villain. We're doing a supporting character. Even drafting a Batmobile. How pumped are you boys for this draft, Nez? Happy belated Batman Day to everybody um, out there. Uh, I think that's why we're that's why it's themed because of Batman Day was yesterday. Uh, Saturday. Saturday. So uh, yeah, happy belated Batman Day. I'm excited about this draft. Batman is my favorite um, or one of my favorite superheroes. So very excited about it. Um, bringing my A game for sure. I feel like I'm already gonna say it. If you have the one or two pick, you're automatically in contention to win this draft. If you have the number three pick in this draft, you're automatically going to lose. I said it. You automatically lose if you get the third pick of this draft. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and Ricky Flex, how are we doing? I got to check in with you. Are you excited for this draft? Excited, but not as excited as you. Clearly, you're the one over the moon about this. And I, <laughs> usually I would say I'm super excited, but now I feel I'm not excited enough just looking at you. My I think Dr. Oh, let me screenshot that real quick. <laughs> I think uh, Dr. Dr. O is going to get the third pick now after all this hype. If yeah, I do just do an I, auto draft, but th- at the same time, even if I get the third pick, you're probably not going to win. If I have it, I'm still going to have a blast talking about Batman for a, a 30 minute segment. Like that's, that's, that's the dream sure. scenario. Yeah. Um, and boys, we're going to get to the checkup in just a second, but something I didn't include, but I saw on discussing films, Twitter page, there is an a 24 movie coming out. Maybe the wildest movie yeah. I've seen, movie news I've seen. We're talking time. lamb. We're talking lamb. We're talking chops. A24's latest film, Lamb, is releasing next month. So I think this is going to be a must review, guys. We might even have to double up on a review and cancel a top billing because listen to this. The film follows the mystery surrounding a half lamb, half human baby. This is live action, right? It's not an animated movie and it has pictures of a a flower crown over this lamb and it's just like a lamb head on top of a baby body and this is the stuff that nightmares are made of you've seen the absolute nightmare no there's a trailer for this yeah there's like a teaser trailer it came out like weeks ago i don't oh my god i i don't i don't think it shows like a movie or is it is it like a gen- I think it's like it, a real movie? It's an A24. It's like a horror thriller type thing. And I think it it's looks, like their kid. I'm looking at these pictures. It looks like Midsummer, but a lamb yes, human. Because it has like the crown on it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, like, 
Lamb. I was I was thinking like this movie. I thought yeah, it was an official like, like, trailer, dude. I I'm I'm not gonna watch it. It reminds me of that movie, a Kevin Smith movie that came out a couple years ago, Tusk, where that guy turns into a yeah. a walrus. But creepier. Holy crap! I don't know. That was creepy. I don't want to watch that trailer. If I watch that movie. I mean, it's got to be like in the morning on a Saturday or something. There's no way I'm going to be in the house alone. That's just going to freak me out. I'm going to start screaming and squirming. The trailer, just was, I'm the trailer so wasn't out. as bad as that, but I could see the movie being as bad as that. And it has the girl from Prometheus and uh, Sherlock Holmes, the second one, A Game of Shadows, you know, the gypsy. Yeah, I know what you're talking she's about. The, she's the lead in this with the lamb. If Looking at the, the uh, pictures right now, uh, the special effects look pretty veal. Oh, jeez! <laughs> got me, got me, got me. Not early on. Um, I also got to say, it's a half lamb and half human. Does that mean a human and a you know, lamb? We, you have to see the movie to find out. Okay, just uh, just uh, curious. It makes you think. Makes you think. Uh, we will skip the football talk for today. I don't think Nez feels like talking about the Jets this week Oof. following Sunday's performance. We Any won't thoughts, make him Nez? go through that pain that's all i have to say is pain at least he doesn't see ghosts that's a start confirmed he doesn't see his receivers either but you know what i don't even want to talk about it can i do can i can i say one more thing though absolutely no we i did finish the sopranos i did i finished it finally i guess we got to get a quick thoughts on the end yeah we're gonna gonna do a full sopranos podcast soon before uh many saints of newark but I'll save it for that because I don't want to spoil it for mm-hmm. anybody. Okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep them coming back. Let's get to the checkup. What do you boys say? Send it. Let's check the audiences up. One more moment, Doctor. Bringing you the latest news in the movie industry. This is the checkup with Dr. O. Dr. O, check us out. Tom Hardy has set the internet ablaze as he teased a Venom cameo in Spider-Man No Way Home with a set production hat. A new image of Tom Hardy wearing the No Way Home hat has fueled the theory that Venom is going to appear in the next Spider-Man film. When Hardy was asked about his possible inclusion in the MCU, he said, quote, There's a Venomverse, there's a Spider-Verse, there's multiverses. There's all kinds of canon and lore and mythology to explore both laterally and forward in time. I think with the right people and the right planning and feedback from the audience and understanding it's about making the right choices at the right time. Even with foresight of understanding where things may go already or where they wish to go, it's a combination of all those in the alchemy of what it will be. How sophisticated. Uh, Andy Serkis also added fuel to the fire by saying, quote, it's going to happen. Uh, Venom and Spider-Man, the question is when. We don't want to rush it. Next up on the checkup, Warner Brothers is going to reboot the classic vampire movie, The Lost Boys, with the stars of A Quiet Place and It, Noah Jupe, and Jaden Martell in the lead roles. Next up on the checkup, Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail has found the leads for his Netflix thriller, Leave the World Behind, with Mahershala Ali and Julia Roberts. Boom, what a deal. Based, this, is, uh, this movie's based on Ruman Alam's acclaimed 2020 novel of the same name, Leave the World Behind tackles issues surrounding race, parenthood, and paranoia. Before Maharshala Ali came on board, Denzel was eyeing the role, but he had to drop out due to undisclosed reasons. Next up, after 33 years, a twin sequel is in the works titled Triplets, with Ivan Reitman set to direct. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito will reprise their roles, with Tracy Morgan set to star as the third long-lost sibling. To wrap up the checkup, we have a remake of Whitney Houston's The Bodyguard. 
in the works at Warner Brothers. Dear Lord, please tell us I'm not touching that soundtrack. Perfect as is. That's going to do it for this checkup this week. Flicks. I feel like there's only one story that's really sticking out here. Maybe we'll talk about Whitney Houston in a bit. Tom Hardy, potential inclusion in Spider-Man No Way Home. Is it going to happen? I think it's uh, I think it's uh, mirrors, smoke and mirrors. I don't think he's in it. I think this is a ploy Feige's doing. I think him and Hardy are in coops together. What? Cahoots? Cahoots. But I coops. think they're saying <laughs> they're coops because Tom Hardy at the latest screening uh, this weekend, uh, pre-screening for Venom 2, told the audience to not spoil not the movie, but the post-credit scene. He said, do not spoil the post-credit scene. Now, why would he say this? And, it, and this is a week after Andy Serkis says, it's bound to happen. What am I talking about? Spider-Man, Venom coming together, either in the next Venom movie or the next Spider-Man movie. Venom deserves his own movie as the villain to Spider-Man. It's going to happen. So that's exactly what I was going to say. I think in it's going to be the post credit scene in either the Venom movie or the Spider-Man movie. But um, uh, like I was, I would say that like at this juncture, see, after seeing the trailer already out and whatnot, we're not going to see Venom until it, it, the last shots of the movie, if, if he is in it. Um, and I think I, I could see it happening. I don't think it's smoke and mirrors. I think he won't be in it for the entire thing. And then like either the last shot or the, of the movie or the post credit scene is going to be, I'll Tom go with Hardy's post credit too. I, I sorry, I meant just like the core movie. Post credits to lead into the next Spider-Man movie. Sign me up for that. I'm with wow, you. Yeah, but I, is it going to happen in the Venom sequel or Spider-Man: no, no Way Home? Like, which one is going to tease like the possible like team up? Spider-Man no dominates. No, is way it, home. You, no, I'm saying No Way Home. Are you going to see a post credit of Eddie Brock and Tom yes. Hardy? Yes. Wow, that's what I'm that's saying. A, that's so it, different. Well, here's the thing, because so this is the introduction of the multiverse, right, for, uh, you know, the MCU or for Spider-Man in general. So for it to even make sense, like canonically, it's going to have to be in this one because Venom hasn't really introduced any kind of multiverse. Right. So it's going to have to be the Spider-Man movie based on the fact that they're introducing a way to bring in all these characters from other universes. So it's only, you know, likely the most likely thing would be that if you know, Venom is included in this movie rather than Spider-Man coming out and being but, in the other movie. So I, I'm with you, but I think they're in the same universes. Like Tom Hardy, well, Venom's in the didn't same Didn't he say there's a Venom-verse? I thought he, he said there was a Venom-verse. Well, like, oh, like he, well he, it doesn't make so sense here's, then. He, he, let me break it down. Because Tom Holland technically is the Spider-Man in the Sony universe. He is. Right. He just hasn't appeared yet. Because the Spider-Man movies made for the MCU are also Sony movies. Right. They're connected, like, even though it doesn't seem like they are because the tones are so different. So I'm just saying, like, if the MCU decides to first include a Sony character, that would be huge. And I think it's like that would I would personally want that because who doesn't want Tom Hardy in the MCU interacting with these characters? But like if I could see Tom Holland more likely making a cameo at the end of Venom 2. Right. Because he's already in the Sony universe. Technically, it's just a matter of time. So but I would love it if. The MCU, Spider-Man 4, I think Ricky Flick has already said this, Venom versus Spider-Man, it would be the, it has to happen, you know? They're, they've so, already, ro- they've, they've been including like these obscure villains with like Vulture, Mysterio, give us the big hitters. You what's, know? what's confusing me is that we forget we've got a Mobius trailer, Morbius trailer, like, and who was in that mm-hmm. trailer at the end? 
Vulture, Michael Keaton. And what, what's also in that? Like Spider-Man, like Tom Holland, Spider-Man graffiti on the walls saying fraud, criminal, things like that. So I'm just thinking like that's the story. It was, to- it was, to- was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. In the Morbius one? Yeah. Really? The poster. They could, they could always change it. But then why is Michael Keaton's vulture with Tom Holland's, Tom Holland's vulture in that? That doesn't make sense. So They no don't want to show what- Tom Holland. They don't want to show Tom Holland because so like Sony's not ready. MCU, I should say, is not ready to was at the time wasn't ready to include right Tom Holland that universe. Mm-hmm. But like, if they you, didn't, mm-hmm. but I think sorry. I think what they're trying to say there is that they're opening like they're open to having them collide the Sony and MCU, but just not at that time. But you don't bring Michael Keaton's Vulture into that Morbius movie without down the road having a possible collision with Spider Man. You just don't. So that's what all I'm trying to say is that's what's confusing gotcha. me. It's that one scene in that trailer is because why would you include it in the Sony verse? But it's an MCU character. So it's just very confusing, but I can't wait to see Venom just for the post credit scene. Yeah. I mean, if you're not familiar with like the relationship between Sony and Marvel, like this is probably throwing you for a loop right now. We'd probably put your mind <laughs> in an absolute pretzel at this point. Uh, but it's exciting to talk about because Tom Hardy, like, He's elite. He's an absolute A-lister that deserves like to be a part of the, that the, that Marvel universe. Uh, his movies might not have performed the way they need to. Did they did make a lot of money, but critically they've just been kind of stink. They've been a stinker. But next week we find out. Let there be carnage, right? Did we do a thermometer predictor on this already? Are we? Are we think it's gonna do? Yes, we did. Uh, yes, didn't we do that? Uh, I think we we're hovering around sixty percent. I think that's where. Uh, I think I was we under, under that. yeah okay interesting all right um and the kind of there's not a lot of other things on this checkup that really grab my attention other than the whitney houston news where it's like the bodyguard there's already a whitney houston biopic in the works right now they actually just cast a bobby brown i think his name's ashton sanders will be playing the role um so that's a big deal I think the bodyguard, it's a that is a remake that I would be okay with if they don't touch the soundtrack because the movie itself is not good. But like I feel like maybe like you can't really do the covers because they're just so iconic. That's probably that's like, that's like a top three soundtrack ever made. No, it's up there. It's so good. I don't know if I'll say right. top three just because there's so many great movie soundtracks, but it's up there. That's up there with like it's so bad it's good. That movie, not not the soundtrack. Oh, oh, okay, okay. But like, I, like we have so many remakes nowadays. We've talked about it on the show so many times. How Hollywood's just repeating the same stories. But this is one where I'm okay with remaking because of how bad the first movie is, and I, like I'm fine with just a remake here. I mean, yeah, we we had like another. We had like the Lost the Lost Boys getting a remake too. We have the Triplets. That's a sequel to Twins back in 1986 <laughs> with Schwarzenegger and DeVito. It's just like literally, there's no creativity going on in hollywood right now except for lamb <laughs> that's our creativity in hollywood a24 uh, thank you nez any other like stories here catch your attention on the checkup um not particularly um for yeah, some reason, I, what is mr robot because you said that and then i just thought of the animated film robots so that's, that's um, wrong that's the Rami Malek and Christian Slater series. It actually is really successful. It put Rami Malek on the map. 
It probably got uh, him. It probably got him the Freddie Mercury role, to be honest. Wow. But uh, and uh, obviously he's gone on to bigger things from Freddie Mercury from that performance. Can be Bond the villain. Bond villain, No Time to Die. Uh, but yeah, so Mr. Robot, I, I've always wanted to check it out, just never followed through. Um, I want a couple trailers here. Um, few interesting ones, a couple that I really don't care about. But we had a West Side Story trailer from Steven Spielberg coming out December tenth. Probably going to be an awards contender, or it's looking to be an awards contender. Another remake. How are you? Apple also has released a trailer for Tom Hanks's Finch, where there's going to be a robot, robot, excuse me, that lives on a post-apocalyptic Earth, which was built to protect the life of his dying creator's beloved dog. It learns that love, friendship, and the meaning of human life. Then I want to talk about Guillermo del Toro, his new trailer for Nightmare Alley, a remake from the 1947 film starring Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, and Willem Dafoe. How are you? Synopsis reads, a corrupt con man teams up with a female psychiatrist to trick people into giving them money. And then we had another A24 trailer with Steven Yeun, Beanie Feldstein, and Amy Schumer, where she been, uh, for The Humans. And that's following, that's uh, going to be released in theaters and on Showtime this Thanksgiving. So, uh, Nez, are you a big West Side Story guy? Or, like, you watch the original? Oh, yeah. I watched the original movie. Um, I've seen the show. I don't think I've ever seen it on Broadway, but I've seen several off-Broadway shows about it. My uh, brother, Mayo, was in the actual musical. Um, oh, yeah. Happy birthday to Mayo. Today's his birthday. Wow. Happy yeah. birthday, Mayo. Mayo. Um, but he was in it, and he um, might have been the only, uh, I believe he's the only you know, Puerto Rican person on the entire cast and he got drafted and he, he got cast as a, Oh no, I don't want to mess this up jet. Yeah. He got casted as a jet. So he got casted as an Italian guy <laughs> and he's the only Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> you said drafted and, as the jet. And I was like, yes, jet. I'm like, I'm like uh, okay, we're crossing. We had a crossover. We got a dual laugh, a dual performer here. Wait, why is that wrong? No, no, no. no, no, no. Right. He's yeah. football jets. You're jet. no, 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 I know. I, that, all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was just confused when you said drafted and then you said like the Jets, the Jets. Oh, uh, I guess drafted. I Did I say draft or cast? Yeah. yeah. So it cracked me up for a second. Oh, it's Sam fantasy Jones. season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Man. Um, it, it, like, where's your excitement level at for this? Like, or do, or do you want to see a remake? Is this something you're looking forward to? Yeah, I hope they do well. I, I mean, I, I didn't see the near, the latest trailer. I saw the teaser that they put out before. Oh. It looked pretty cool. Or I think they put out the first couple minutes of the movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, just, exactly. just the trailer recently. Official okay. trailer came out. Got it. But I, I remember a, a while back, they, they put out like a teaser or something. Mm. But mm-hmm. um, it, I think it looks good. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it comes. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. I like the story. I think it's cool. It's, it's Romeo and Juliet, but it's like a, you know, like a modern version of it. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, it's cool. I mean, I'm I'm definitely excited, and I like you know I like the songs. Dear of Officer Krupke, you, Krupke you yeah we haven't seen out. I mean, Officer Krupke didn't even make an appearance in the trailer. Mm. Didn't oh, even make will. an appearance. Oh, he, oh, he oh be better. I can't See, think of that song without thinking. Have you guys seen the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode when he's yeah. singing that song? And he's going by the lemonade stand. <laughs> <laughs> it, he has he's the Krupke like uh, name tag, right? The officer. Yeah, yeah, the actual mm, yeah. officer. <laughs> that's good uh flex you you hype for some uh spielberg west side story yeah so just talked about remake with the bodyguard this one i'm also okay with surprisingly 1961 movie right like almost won like 110 oscars 
So like why remake this? Well, 50 years, or was it 60 years ago? Like such a long time. Like th- yeah. and having Spielberg do it. I feel like if you're going to remake one of the greatest movies of all time, yeah, I said it, 10 Oscars out of 11 noms. You got to have one of the best in the business to do it. Maybe the best of all time. Spielberg, definitely the one to do it. It looks legit. It looks very legit. And I, I do feel like this is a one for one remake. What, like when I say that, I mean like every single line is going to be the same line. I don't know. That's, those are the vibes I was getting from the trailer. But oh no, I'm just going to be glad I could see this again on the on the now on the big screen, obviously, because I wasn't around in 1961. And finally, Rachel, Rachel Ziegler, uh, Maria in this. Wow. What a voice. That was a great start to the trailer. It kind of brought an aura to it, and it, it definitely like lured you in when you were watching it. So nice pipes, Ziegler. Nice <laughs> yes. pipes. Yeah, very nice. Uh, I like she was like the obviously like the feet the the focus on this trailer, mm-hmm. and it is kind of a shot for shot what it appears to be. You kind of wonder how Rita Moreno is going to be featured in this movie. Maybe an all new character. Maybe a, uh, just a gender swap on uh, an important character in the film. Uh, I, I, it is interesting because it is still set in the sixties. Like it's not or in the fifties, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it's going to be set. It's still not modernized in like the terms of a present day film, but it does just look so good on screen. It literally looks like quote unquote cinema. Like it just looks <laughs> like it's going to do some damage during award season. Also Elgort, he's been, they kind of hit him in the trailer because obviously he doesn't have the best reputation right now, mm-hmm. but I mean, last time we, we saw him in a significant role, yes, he was in the Goldfinch. We don't like to talk about that. But Baby Driver, he was on the up and up. I want to see. This is kind of like a follow-up to that. And he's going from – he's like he was a teenage heartthrob, Baby Driver, Blockbuster, and now he's, he could be making a awards push. Who knows? Wait, what? Uh, I'm, I'm really bad at news and stuff. So, so wh- why don't – what people are upset with Hansel? Yeah, so he was in a, it was about a year ago, maybe more. He was in a controversy where he was like uh, having a relationship with like a 17 year old when he was 22 or something like that. Oh my God. Do we have to cancel Baby Driver as a whole? Never. Never. He's not the only one in the cast. (laughs) True. True. And it's such a big ensemble, too. Oh my God. That's one of my favorite movies. I have to cancel it. Oh no! <laughs> back to back episode KS references. Jesus, tough one. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, yes, and then that. So, uh, what well, we also we had another trailer here, dude. Nightmare Alley. We got to talk about Guillermo del, to- del Toro's follow up to Shape of Water, the best picture winner he had back in 2018. Whether it should have won or not, we'll leave that argument up for another day. This has me excited. Talk about a movie that looks good. Right, it's not only has like the cast, right, but it has that Guillermo del Toro vision to it, creepiness to it. Nightmare Alley, just hearing the title of that, I'm like, that sounds like a Guillermo del Toro movie. Mm-hmm. Let's see, because he seemed like a, a, a respected director and he kind of leveled up when Shape of Water adding that prestige, winning that Oscar. So I, I can't wait to see. And he's now he's working with actors like Bradley Cooper, like he wasn't working with that level of actor beforehand. Uh, and Bradley Cooper, last time we saw him back in 2018 with Stars Born, correct? Yeah, the maybe, maybe before that, right? I don't know. Probably around there, but very forgettable film. Yeah. Shout out Cry Macho. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, any thoughts on Nightmare Alley? Yeah, I. it looks like a Guillermo del Toro movie. Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, Blade 2. Like, you got that feel. Guillermo del Toro, just in the name itself. The big devil in the circus. And definitely has the look. And Willem Dafoe's voice 
just sounds like a Carney. creepy circus an- Carney. Yeah, announcer. Yeah, Carney. Just sounds like it. Like perfect casting already. You didn't even see it. Like you saw a little bit of him in the trailer, but the voice itself, just too perfect, perfect for the casting. And Bradley Cooper as a, like he's a detective in this, much better than the FBI agent in The Mule. That, like that's what's spirit. When I said The Mule, I was thinking, oh, geez, he was like that. Is he a detective in this? I thought he was more like- What a, is he? A, he looks a, like a detective a, in the drape and the hat. I think in the synopsis, they call him a con man. I think he was a guy oh. who's looking to get into like the carnival, like circus business. That's what, what? I took it as. Yeah, that's what I kind of appeared to. Really? It looks like he's getting in deep. He's in like multiple like relationships with like Kate Blanchett and then yeah. Rudy Mara. He's going back and forth. So I'm wondering mm. if like there's some inter- interesting. interesting like dark aspects to those relationships. But it looks good. Like it just literally looks good on screen. That's what you can expect from a Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro movie. I'll just say this. Looks way too uh, way too good looking looking to be a carny. Just <laughs> did not believe fraud. That's fraud. He's, a, he, he's the he's he's the PT Barnum. Could be the PT Barnum. Okay, you're 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 getting back to me now. Yeah, he's not the guy that's like I don't know introducing the bearded lady. <laughs> that's one info. But those are the only trail, trailers that really grabbed my attention. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the checkup. That's going to do it for the roundup. It's time to move on to our review of HBO of the HBO Max release, Malignant. Okay, boys, Malignant review. We were kind of undecided what we were going to do this week. We said maybe we go to another throwback. Maybe we go to Cry Macho. But we didn't want to fall asleep during the movie we watched. I think we made the correct decision. I can't wait to talk about this movie. I'm just going to make a statement now. This is my favorite bad movie I've seen in a long time. This is my favorite bad movie I've seen in a long time. It is up there, Doctor. My score is going to reflect that. Let's give everybody the Rotten Tomatoes score. We'll give them the IMDb synopsis, and then we'll dive in. So, synopsis is paralyzed by fear from shocking visions. A woman's torment worsens as she discovers her waking dreams are terrifying realities. Rotten Tomatoes has this at a 75% for critics. And then the audience review is at 52%. So interesting. I know I made those comments in the beginning. I might differ from a lot of people that what they think about this film. IMDb, 6.3 out of 10. Boys, I guess I'll, I had a lot of like scream out loud, like instant, like, like, like actually voiced reactions while watching this movie by myself. I want to get your instant reactions, particularly, I guess, on the last third of the movie and at the end. Flicks, let's start with you. Time out. Are we start? Are we doing a spoiler here? No, 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 no. I just We're not doing spoilers. Okay. Not yet. No, not no, 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 no. We got to we'll do. do sp- okay. No, we'll do it at the end. I'm, like, I'm okay. talking about your instant reaction after watching the film. Okay. The last act of this movie was just all over the place. And when I say all over the place, Sure, I can. I can, like my when I usually when I say that at, in on this podcast, I usually mean like writing. Yes, obviously this was the plot was crazy, but the reason I'm saying that is because the action scenes were crazy in the last act. It was so exciting. It was it not was sick. I was, was cool. dumbfounded in the last act. I did not see that coming. It was insane. Um, definitely like before the last act, I was like, ah, like, this is just gonna be a tough review. Like we'll probably just joke around about it. But wow. Like after that, I was like, well, this is going to be a fun review. Like, wow. That's thoughts. Um, yeah. I, I didn't really love the movie. I, I mean, I can't, I don't think, I can't say the last act saved it for me, but it did make it like more like watchable and like it gave, it, it got definitely picked up. But I mean, the, the there's a lot, just the acting is not good in this movie. 
and the story didn't really get me hooked or anything the um you know it didn't scare me that much maybe it's because i was watching it in the daylight but um yeah i mean i'm a big horror movie guy just this just didn't do much for me um but i will agree that the last act is pretty insane it's absurd it's absolutely absurd and like i think there's a lot of flaws to this movie, but it made me oh, actually think that the dialogue is terrible. Like it's cheesy. It almost, it almost seems like it's intentionally cheesy. Uh, it, you also have, it almost feels like I'm watching a CBS like network show at seven 30 on a Tuesday night. It's like that acting level. And then going on, maybe it's I'm pretty watching, accurate. watching bowl or something like that. And then going from that uh, dialogue, I already said was abysmal. The story was bananas and that means like it was all over the place as ricky flick said it almost made me think james wan was self-aware he knew his movie kind of fell into that line of what classic not classic but like maybe like 80s horror movies or even just like mid-2000 horror movies like what they were known as it comes it just seems was, so he, intentional he was at the forefront of that though saw True. conjuring right like he's the core of but conjuring's good like conjuring's actually good in my opinion mm. You yeah, don't think Conjuring's I like good? Conjuring. No, I like Conjuring. He does no. Insidious too, I think. Yeah. Like, James Wan has some good ones. Like, yeah, and the, those are actually scary, though. This one did not have as many like scares for me. Yes, it was creepy. It had weird visuals. It so, did earn its R rating with the gore, but yes. was it scary? Not necessarily. I, no. I had the same thing. So when they, I'm not going to do spoilers, but when you find out some stuff and they show some stuff, I was thinking this is Candyman all over again with the hand. Like, not necessarily scary, but I don't want to look at the screen. Yeah. I yeah, I, I don't even know what to what to even say about it. I mean, <laughs> it, it was just like, I mean, it's very classic. Like, oh, my God, I'm seeing these things and nobody believes me. And like the twist is I honestly feel like you could have made this movie like they could have done a better job with this movie. Like the story, Easily. I think. I think this yeah. they could have done a better job with the story. But I think they really screwed up, and and, and I don't know that the villain looks like an anime character, kind of like I, I yeah. right, like like. But I guess it's because of the thing. But like, I don't know. But like they have like straight flowy hair. Like I, 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 they're dressed well, right? If I remember correctly, like they dress like an anime vampire. I don't know. But yeah, it did look like a like Van Helsing type almost. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I agree. I, the flow. I, I really didn't understand it. And I, I don't know. I, I really don't have much to say other than like, I did not have a good time watching this movie. <laughs> I should have not having a good time, bro. I, I, I think also we got to talk about the tone because that was a huge like miss for me because there was times like I laughed at the movie. I don't, I don't think I was supposed to laugh, but that also makes me think like James Wan was like aware of how people view horror movies. He knew people were going to like shake their head at certain parts where if like they're talking about, Oh, I have to go back into this house, even though my husband just died in it. And even though I just got beat up by a random creature in my own house yet, no, I had to stay here because this is my house. Or it's like, I'm going to go into this like empty abandoned place. And they'll literally say out loud the character, like I'm going to, I need to go in here. Oh man, it's in the basement. Oh, it shucks. It's, it almost feels like that Geico commercial that came out a few years ago where there's like, Oh my God, let's go hide go? behind the sun. Saws. Yeah, behind the saws. It felt like that. It felt intentional, I, no? I had the same feeling, except I didn't feel I didn't get that tone. I felt like he was trying, not like really? as in, yeah, I didn't get that. Like I was laughing, but I felt like he was trying. I don't know. And I feel like are we like in the minority here? Like, did you say 75% on let's take a step back? 
Did you say 75% on Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck, I did. Shut is this getting certified fresh? It must be. It's, it's, it's been out for <laughs> two weeks. What is going on? Like, like, also, like, they talk about the tone. Like, I talk about, like, the unintentionally funniness, but semi-intentional, in my opinion. But also, it almost felt like split with the action sequences and you're watching this creature like there was some pretty good yeah and some action sequences like bloodiness breaking bones and just like going absolute ham i felt like i was watching like a superhero movie at times yes. or an anti-hero movie at times and i thought that was actually the biggest strength of the movie and i agree ricky flex the scene you're talking about was probably saving for spoilers that was the best scene of the movie bar none dude where the, it- the creature is just going off 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 so it was i i did not see that coming <laughs> did not no but i also wanted it was to a say- bloodbath <laughs> yeah yes literally literally a bloodbath um yeah, we'll get into it during spoilers but i also want to talk about um the camera work and visuals that's also i think a strength of this movie where the the woman is like transporting and seeing what this creature is seeing like she's not committing these murders but she's seeing the murders being committed and they almost like she takes her setting it's like the sand like or like walls building up around her i thought that actually looked incredible and i know james wan is a he's really good at creating visuals for horror movies he understands the genre I also said if you have a, if you're if you're epileptic or like to never watch this movie because the Ooh. lights are flickering for maybe forty mm-hmm. percent of it. Yeah, I I do agree with you with the visuals. I think the non-fighting or non whatever you want to call it, the walls coming in visuals, like the actual visuals, like when they showed the license of her and it said that she was she lives in Seattle. I didn't know that was Seattle, like. With a terrible that was the sense way of telling you the terrible sense of I don't setting think it mattered it doesn't matter until like they get outside and they're doing stuff i thought that was pretty bad but besides that like i think the core here was the fighting visuals and the actual killings here which i did i do agree with it was very a, a, a seattle setting without one drop of rain yeah come on <laughs> oh, there was there was rain there was that, one, that yeah, one scene that the running scene, scene. pouring rain oh yeah yeah you're right you're with right the old That's, man hand up hand up hand up got me no, I remember I was like, that's cliche. Why is it always? Yeah. I just remember right after the show at like, Seattle. It's like it's always got to like be pouring rain whenever something happens in a movie. Like it always has to be. I guess it's spooky weather. I guess it makes sense. Man. So like one of these questions I have on here and uh, it, apparently you guys already answered it. But I said like the silliness of it, the dialogue in it. And do you think that made like people like critics alike respect the movie? Is that why it's rated so high? I don't know. They have to have them on the payroll or something. I really don't understand why it's like, <laughs> it's not. I like, I think honestly, maybe the twist people, the, the twist, people, people can't like the twist. The twist was so obvious. I, I don't know if that was obvious, dude. You knew that. Oh, I thought it was obvious. I didn't think, well, I knew it will get into it. There's a part of it. I could predict the other part. I could not predict what like in that. I thought it was absurd what I was watching. I literally gasped out loud where I was like, what am I looking at right now? I got a fun comparison to make during the spoiler section where it, what it reminded <laughs> me of. Uh, but I thought the twist was, it made me have a reaction. Maybe that's all that James Wan wanted, but it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily a positive one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a positive one. Oh, the puns. <laughs> Bang. Bang. Um, I guess, I don't, I don't know. Do you guys have any, have any other thoughts on it? You guys want to throw out some scores and go from there? Yes. Okay. Nez, you want to throw out your score first? 
44. Okay. 44 I, just not, I just didn't like it. It's a failing grade by, you know, significant amount. I mean, I guess there's some cool parts of it, but I, I don't know if I'm missing something. I'm a horror movie fan. I just didn't, I just couldn't stand this movie from the beginning. I just didn't like it. Gotcha. <laughs> Flicks. Oh, my turn. Score. Okay. Yeah. 51 from me. 51. Wow. You're going over 50%. I'm going over 50. Just, wow. I don't think the last act saved this movie. Um, but that really got me to say, wow, that was worth watching. Right. 51. So I went, I'm close. I'm close to Nez actually. I, I, I had it at a 46. Um, it's entertaining in the third act, but it can't escape the terrible acting, the terrible dialogue, the, I was anticipating a much scarier movie. I was watching this late at night after Sunday night football. I was nervous to watch it. I'm not the biggest horror fan. I get scared very easily. I was like squirming in my seat, but I was squirming more after watching the gory violence rather than what I expect usually out of a James Wan movie, right? Where I'm looking for like the classic iconic, like we talked about the conjuring insidious, like that type of level of scares, like conjuring, I'll be peeing my pants. Like, I'll just like, I cannot watch that by myself. I'll be watching it at eight 30 in the morning rather than like 12 o'clock at night. I just can't do it. But yeah. So that's why I'm going with the 46. It's entertaining, but not entertaining enough for me to think it's over 50. Okay. I think now we just got to jump to spoilers. I'm going to give a warning to the listeners right now. We're going to talk about the big twist. One of the most shocking twists I've seen in a long time. Apparently not to Ricky Flicks and Nez, but Nez, what were your thoughts on the twist? Do you think it worked? Did it improve the movie or hurt it? Um, I, I, I guess it improves the movie because it's like, it, it, you know, it's something that you're not supposed to expect or it changes the pace of it. Obviously, I didn't under, I didn't predict exactly that it was she was gonna be. It's gonna be like part of her, but like obviously she had something to do with it. They always do when you're seeing this stuff, and I'm seeing stuff like, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, I really, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't enjoy this movie from the beginning. There's like nothing. I mean, listen, it's time to cut, we cut out the, the cancer the jailhouse. <laughs> So, all right, so honestly, to be honest, I didn't do any research on this movie prior to watching it, mm-hmm. and it was like malignant. I was like, okay, is this like a sad, like cancer? It sounds so sad. Movie. I was like, oh my god, like what? What are we about? To, what am I about to watch? And then like I saw like the first five minutes, and I was like, okay. Also, the opening credits were extremely long. I thought I was watching like you know Game of Thrones or this or something. Like why? There's no reason for opening credits to be that long in a movie like there's literally no reason the film has to warrant like opening credits that are that long it has to be if you see opening credits that long it has to be a good movie then you're like okay now i accept it but after i get this heap of garbage i'm mm-hmm. kind of like okay you get wasted my time and they were disgusting too like the opening credits yeah like just yeah. disgusting to look at i don't know why they would show us those intestines like i obviously know why but like ugh, terrible ugh. Candyman I, vibes I just wanted to like quickly talk about my thoughts on this twist because this is like this reason people are listening to the spoilers right now. So I thought that, yes, I thought that the person attacking and killing everybody was her. And I thought it was just it, it, like the, the line that cracked me up the most was like, is the killer your imaginary friend? <laughs> Once they said that, I was dying laughing. I couldn't help it. I'm like, how could you take that line seriously? And she was saying it so seriously. Uh, but I, I, was, I wasn't shocked that it was her doing the killings. 
But when I saw what it was like a parasitic twin that was attached to her, I -hmm. thought that freaked me out. I was like, what the hell? I didn't think it was connected to her. I didn't think that was in her freaking back of her head. Ricky, are you telling me you could have predicted that in this movie? Okay. I thought when you said you didn't know it, I thought you were talking about like, you didn't know she killed these people. No, she's got the long hair. Of course yeah, I know was, it's her. How so, else is it? Her mom? Okay. Well, obviously not. But yeah, it was so obvious that it was her. Like they gave it away in the first like couple uh first 10 minutes with the pictures that she was a patient. They showed it. And you could easily tell it was her before they modernized the picture. Terrible. That was terrible too. But uh no, I, I see what you're saying now. The backwards walking, that creepy. was that was creepy. I thought that was a good touch too. Um there was a lot of things like that where it was just funny, but it makes sense. <laughs> like the running and jumping was ridiculous. Like jumping off, like going to, like in that raining, uh, raining chase. Scene, like split, she's backwards, jumping down the stairs alongside the building building. That was wild. There's no way you knew that she was going backwards at that point. You could tell she was going backwards. No, but it was just like you knew something was up because she was walking and running funny. I'm not saying, yes. I, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I just like, thought, like, yes, oh, she transformed to a different it. person. I just thought, like, oh, she transformed into this Gabriel. Oh, man. Like, it's like a schizophrenic type of thing, maybe. Yeah. Like, she was in, it's like in her head, kid. maybe. Yeah, but it's a parasite, obviously. Like, we have 1979 aliens or alien Ridley Scott in her head. It, 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 the, this, that reminded me like when i saw the creature I, I got like alien vibes but also harry potter and the sorcerer's stone oh. vibes with voldemort and for all the you british fans the philosopher's stone so you have like literally like the voldemort where he turns his head after well what's his name uh, the dark arts teacher what's the first Snape. one? Oh, the first no. one uh ah where's mayo when you need him <laughs> but it's yeah it's whatever professor at the beginning when he turns takes off the the, the the turban or whatever he's wearing the, the whatever's on top of his head and all of a sudden you see like the creature or they get Voldemort right there but that immediately popped in my head did you guys think that at all no I just thought 1979 alien tribute maybe kind of a tribute maybe maybe I don't know so I guess like any other like spoilers you want to talk about I think we should uh, bring up the scene that we mentioned earlier yes jailhouse scene in can the we, cell can we when talk you- about that chair toss Oh, we got that chair toss. That was epic. Did not see that coming. I haven't seen accuracy like that since. Just bending like backwards. That was phenomenal. It was just like a superhero movie. It was phenomenal. (laughs) Just freaking slaughtered a whole precinct. Just seeing her like walk backwards and snapping people's bones. It was like just absurd to watch but also those effects i'll give it i'll give it an an okay for the effects the effects are pretty solid yeah i agree and And like if it wasn't going to be scary you had to make it gory like they did and they went full gore right and it didn't really Mm -hmm. get to that point until the jailhouse scene and they took they whatever took down the entire police force Everybody, they're depleted. That if blonde, anything bad happens in Seattle, they're screwed. There's no one that can help them. She murdered you, everybody. If you're robbing a bank that night, you're getting away with it. She murdered everybody, decimated literally like everybody. Who, who who's gonna do anything? And then the only person alive has a huge slit in her stomach. You don't even know if she's gonna make it. <laughs> they didn't explain what they did at the end was that they didn't show if she was gonna make it or the other Koa Koa cop. 
but they said next time i'll be ready like they 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 gave us a smell of a sequel like a hint at a sequel i think insanity it's clear we're clearly getting a sequel we are with the critics critical success of this it's unbelievable that's ridiculous it's ridiculous it doesn't deserve it i'm taking it all back now ridiculous the lines what um What's, what was funny is in that jailhouse scene when when she's like killing all the inmates or whatever like how many of them it's just like i don't know how many how many times did you see somebody take somebody and shove them the to blonde the lady the blonde no, lady. i saw like three different people do that oh i, I think i saw multiple people start like trying like shove people in front of them <laughs> i would have just played dead at that point if i saw like you know like everybody get getting murdered like i just I, i'm dead already you forgot like just forget about me you know right and that like, was the hardest I, I laughed during the movie. It was during that jail jail cell scene. I <laughs> screamed. Just throwing at her. I, I was screaming. I was screaming too. I like you can't sit there quietly during that scene. Like you're like, oh my yeah. god! I was like, like oh, <laughs> her head is splitting open. There's freaking alien coming out of her head. Like you're going nuts. Like that was. I was like, what am I watching right now, dude? Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for our spoilers section. Wait, I got one more oh, thing. One more thing. You want more? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Those are the worst doctors in the world. The ultimate, like, stick it, stick that away. We'll take care of it later. Just let's suppress it into the school. That was the exact oh, line right. that they used. The <laughs> ultimate procrastinators. Was... Worst doctors in the world. <laughs> that, that's like where you just like, I don't know, you clean your room and like you don't know where to put your clothes. You just shove them in the closet. Don't even hang them up. You're just like, <laughs> yes. yeah, I'll take care of this later. You know, <laughs> a freaking parasite. You could just cut it off. No, let's just suppress it into her skull. What? Yeah, that, that, that will turn out bad later. <laughs> killing parasite uh all right that's gonna do it for our review of malignant check it out so you can listen to that spoiler section there we're now gonna move on to our top billing draft for in honor of batman day all right boys it's time for the main event we have our batman top billing draft what we're going to do in honor of Batman Day, we're going to have five categories this week. We have to have best on-screen Batman. You're going to do a best villain. You're going to do a best supporting character, a best film, and a best Batmobile. All right? Category draft, a lot of strategy coming in. Ricky Flicks, spin that wheel. We are spinning. Spinning. The first pick goes to... Oh my God! Nez, Nez, Nez with by the first hair. Pick. Wait, Nez, do you want to go first, second, or third? I um, I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Oh man, I don't want to get third after all I said. <laughs> I better get the second pick. Stop! Nope, nope, nope! Oh, oh my God! Electric! Oh. oh my God! I haven't seen a spin like that. I don't know. That was incredible. Oh, that was, dude. After I, we built that up, to that I can't point, believe that yeah. just happened. Wow! I can't believe wait, wait, what Nez, I just first. You said Nez first. Yes. Yes. Okay. I am second. Ricky Flake's third. My goodness. If I win this draft, I think there's got to be a. I don't know. There's, something's got to happen. 
Uh, all right. So uh, any thoughts going in? Any questions? Or are we ready to roll? Can we explain the rules here on how we're drafting? Because I'm not. Ent- I just want to make sure I don't get okay. vetoed. So <laughs> this is what I'm going <laughs> to. I can't get over with that spin right there. Make sure we recorded that for the YouTube. Uh, but here's what we're doing. Uh, best Batman on screen. That's looking for an actor. Right. Best on screen Batman. One of the hotly debated topics on Twitter. Uh, next is the best okay. villain where you're going to have, it's not just, you pick the character. Like if you pick the Joker, you got to pick a specific type of Joker. Okay. You okay. can't just take all jokers. Like we're talking about basically on screen Batman films. You're going to take it. a film. All right. Any of any of the films Simple that have enough. Batman best Batmobile and then best side character. So it's like basically any character that's not a villain or Batman in the franchise. Got it. All right, let's do it. So Nez, you are oh, now oh, on the clock. I guess it's me. <laughs> all right. This is this is an easy one one here. I mean, I think we're all thinking it. We all know it. I'm going with my villain first overall. And I'm going with Heath Leather, Heath Ledger Joker, first of all, overall pick. I mean, really not much you can else to say. It's one of the most iconic and legendary performances that anybody's ever seen on screen ever. Um, and just that movie itself is just so rewatchable because of how much, you know, how good he is in that role. And, and just, uh, I mean, it's just, it's every time I watch it, it doesn't mean I've, I've seen it maybe a hundred times, but every time I watch that movie, I, I just can't help but think like that is like such an iconic portrayal of the character. This, this was the one pick you made the right choice, right? You didn't fumble the bag there. This was the clear cut number one. And he was not only the best option for any of these picks, in my opinion, but it was the best, like there was no other like villain that would rival this. And like, there's only one other option. I think you could have gone, but I'm going to get that pick with the number two. And just to be clear, are we doing the best Joker? So we each have a Joker or are we doing best villains? Villain. So you don't have to take Joker. Okay, well, he just took Joker, so. No, 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 he gets the no, Heath you Ledger have Joker. To, you, oh, okay, I got, got it, Ledger got it. Joker you can get. Got it, all right, all right. Got yeah. it. So it's almost like picking a Batman where you're picking an actor. Okay, now I now the third pick sucks. Yes, the third pick sucks. I told you, man, like, yes. that's, that's huge. Um, we're going to go on to the number two pick. I'm going with The Dark Knight for a film. Yeah. I feel like those. this is why I said if you have the third pick, you're in trouble. Cause like you have, those are like, those are franchise builders, right? That's, these are the core. This is the, these this is your superstar future hall of famer first ballot hands down. Uh, so I don't think there's much to be said. This is the most the movie I've seen most out of any movie ever made. I want to say I've seen upwards of at least 50 times. I'm not even kidding. So yeah, Dark that's, that's literally what I was just saying. I mean, it's, I saw it in theaters one night too, which was really cool. And mm-hmm. um, actually, uh, Mayo took me to like a midnight screening or showing of it. Uh, and we ended up getting in trouble for having me out that late. Cause I was young at the time. I saw it. I remember but it was when, worth it. I, it, I worth remember, it. It came out around your, uh, Nez, we both have some, we all three of us have summer. July, right? It was a July movie. It, it came out in July. I didn't see it till my birthday in theaters. I oh, remember wow. that was like what I wanted to do on my birthday is I wanted mm-hmm. to see the dark Knight. I remember doing that with flicks. Mm-hmm. I saw with you, our brother, Mike, Mm-hmm. We have to get in the show and our father. So, Dark Knight, my first rounder, Ricky Flex, you're up. Interesting. Let's go. Yeah, this is uh, going to be my hardest draft yet. Um, 
feel like I could do anything. Oh, I feel like I have to pick one. I, yeah, I think Batman movies. I think there's a clear top two. Obviously, it's a top one. So just to get this out of the way so I can give more time to think about my second pick here, I'm going to pick Batman Begins for my movie. So Batman Begins. Dr. O just picked it for his favorite origin movie of all time. Ever. Superhero. A superhero origin. What did I say? I don't remember. So your film is off. Um, I think this was my number two film, personally. Um, I, I might have a surprise for my number three film. I'll see if it gets taken off the board. Once it's taken, maybe we'll talk about it. Honorable mentions, we'll talk about it. Uh, Nez, like where's Batman Begins rank in your pantheon of films? Is it, is it top two? Um, it's definitely one of the better, I think, origin films for sure. I'm a huge fan of it. I like it. I think I might. It's hard. I don't know. I don't really like the villain in it that much or like the concept of it, but I think the storytelling is good and um and, and just like all it's a good it's a good movie i just like i just think the concept of uh, um what is it what's the guy's name oh teasing the oh. guy with oh, oh yeah i guess i can't do that never mind oh, okay can't oh, tease all a pick. right gotcha. can't tease a pick sorry it's hard to talk about a movie and not talk about you know yeah yes. characters yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> yeah let's just leave it at that yeah okay so flex you've had time to marinate on your next pick you're gonna kick off the second round I am going to go with this is going to start it. Christian Bale. <laughs> Christian Bale's wow. Batman. I did it. I uh I'm going to get a lot of hate from my Snyder Cut people. I'm sorry. Um oh. I'm so sorry. Um but at the time, the Batman portrayal live action just was not like Christian Bale. He young Batman chiseled tech and tech savvies and the military presence of it man like he like he went through his whole origin story like a true origin story for batman and he was the face of it so it's hard to not like pick or as someone that grew up with christian bale's batman hard enough for me not to pick him it's just such, such a grounded story and you you lived through his life like as batman. i think that's a that's a great point it's the most realistic portrayal of batman that i've seen where like watching it was like wow like this could like this guy could exist today like maybe you know i don't know it's like it looks like it like it could actually happen with him based on the way that he does it with all the research and the technology and all that stuff so um i don't hate the pick it's, it wouldn't be my pick but i understand why you why you would pick that yeah. i this is the toughest one in my opinion because like the movies are fails are fails associated with it makes sense that he's the first off the board but I can't get over the voice. It sounds terrible compared to a lot of other Batmans. Uh, but in terms of like, I think his combination of both Batman and Bruce Wayne is a great combination. Balances out pretty well. Um, yeah. And he just looks like Bruce Wayne. He fits the mold. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a good pick. And it was right. It was neck and neck between me, that and another guy for me. Not wear jockey pads. <laughs> Were you both about to say that? That was better. That was better. You're the better one. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That was rich. That was a tough one for me. Audience, hope you can relate. Okay. So it's now on to me for my second round pick. Films out of the way. Top villains off the board. I think what I'm going to do next is interesting. So I have a side characters I want. 
Oh, I, I totally two, forgot about that section. I have, I have two side characters I want. I don't want to pick between the two, so I'm tempted to go villain here. But I don't think Ness is going to take my villain. I'm going to go. This is tough. I'm tough. I'm absolutely torn right now. I'm going to go with Alfred as my supporting character. I'm going to go with Alfred as my supporting character. If I want a photo for the graphic, I want Sir Michael Caine. I want his Alfred on my big board. Um, so when the supporting characters, I don't know if uh, I haven't decided yet. I guess maybe do we specify the uh, specify. version we want? So I'm going to want, I'm, I want Dark Knight Trilogy, Alfred. That's what I want with my supporting character for the Batman franchise. It, quick question. Is this a movie only draft? Uh, so if you want to go, like, I guess you could do a TV performance too. I think that, that is allowed for sure. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's Alfred. I think Batman's right-hand man. He's had many different iterations. We go even the most recently, Jeremy Irons, which I think was also not a bad portrayal. Oh, shit, I just teased a pick. Excuse no me. one's picking Jeremy Irons. All right, but the, he wasn't a bad Alfred. Michael Caine is the definitive Alfred, in my opinion, even more than Michael Goh from the, ori- you know, the ori- original Batmans. But yeah. uh, Alfred, my pick. Someone picks Michael Caine. No one's picking Jeremy Irons to try to follow that up. Oh, man. I really wanted you to pick a... Uh... I really wanted you to pick a, uh, a villain there so I could get Alfred. If I had Joker back to back Alfred, like that's an auto win for me. But now you're making it hard. A lot of automatics being thrown out left and right. There is, there <laughs> is. I was so damn torn on my supporting character. I have one that I really wanted that I did not pull the trigger on. Hmm. Really? Really? We'll discuss later. So I guess it's my pick now, and um, I'm going to go with my Batman, uh, and I'm going with the one and only dating. The, I'm going with the, the Batman that's dating Jennifer Lopez right now. I'm going with Batfleck. Wow, he goes Batfleck. Batfleck. The movie's not great, but I thought the portrayal was amazing. The voice is like better than christian bales in my opinion um and uh it's it's a very comic booky portrayal of him but i i really really like the way that they portrayed him even though the movies weren't that great um the portrayal of uh batman by batfleck i love it that's what we're that's what we want as fans right the portrayal and the comic book aspect of it i think that's why we all love it and that's why i was struggling why mm-hmm. I like who I was going to pick Bale or Batfleck. Um, yes. The movies aren't as great, but you know, the old grizzly yet jacked Ben Affleck, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. Like you saw him working out in Batman versus Superman. Like I, I and I like the chemistry between him and his Butler or his Alfred, uh, Jeremy Irons, Batfleck. I, I love Batfleck. Like, I think he played an old grizzled Batman so well. He deserved a better movie. Like, he really did. His own movie. He really did. Like, he he deserved so much better. And he had so much criticism coming into that role. People didn't think he could pull it off. Man, he was the beefed up Batman. Beefed up. Yeah. And uh, he's the sickest suits, too. Mm -hmm. He had really cool suits. 
especially Batman versus Superman, where he's fighting Superman. I like what they did with his voice too. The anima, the anim, I don't know what they did to his voice, but I liked it more than what they did with Bales. This was my neck and neck mm-hmm. for like live action Batman. So I like that pick for sure. And moving on to my next pick, first pick of the third round here. I like this character. I don't know how to pick them. I think they're a worthy side character that deserves to be picked. And I think DC and Batman fans everywhere will um, would appreciate it. Uh, I just don't know which portrayal that I should pick. So um, first of all, I'm going with Nightwing. As my oh. side character. Wow. I'm going with Nightwing. So um the Dick yep. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, yeah. Yeah. So like animated series, I assume. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're going we're going animated here. Nice. And um I, I think it's a it's a solid pick for um for the for the real fans, the people that are uh that are hardcore, you know, Batman guys outside of the movies. Um, and you know, what can I say? It's a, he's a, he's a king. He's actually a wing. I'm sorry. I'm really on it with the puns today. Three. Nightwing is a badass. I love Nightwing. Nightwing is way cooler than uh, another pick you could have made there. He is way cooler. And he just, the suit is sick. I want to see a live action Nightwing movie, incorporate him somehow into a Batman film, maybe into the DCEU. I know that was in talks before. It would be incredible if we had that. I'll even I'll even like throw out a fan casting for you. Finn Whitrock as Nightwing would be incredible. So yes. that's what I would like. That'd be awesome. Right. Yeah. So in in the Dark Knight Rises, they kind of played with the idea of Joseph Gordon Levitt being Nightwing, but also they said his name was Robin. So I wasn't quite sure, but I thought that they were trying to portray it as more of a Nightwing role. What are your guys' thoughts on that? So it's like, I think it was a way to like, just like give something for the fans. I really don't think they're ever planned on making a movie. I like, I know Joseph Gordon-Levitt mentioned something mm-hmm. that they could have, but I thought it was just more like poking fun. Like, Hey, this was like Batman's sidekick. Like this was yeah. like what you, like he never really had a sidekick and this was yeah. the closest thing he had to it. And then this is like, it's like a realistic story compared to like his like parents dying in a circus freak accident. It's more than that. His middle name was Robin, you know? Yeah. That's such a Nolan move. All right. So we're moving on to the third round. Uh, I have film and I have supporting character. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with villain and I'm going to go animated as well. I'm going with the Joker, Mark Hamill, uh, Joker, Mark Hamill as my villain uh, with my third round pick. Uh, Personally, like, there's a bunch, there's so many iterations of the Joker. We almost could have had a Joker section. Uh, I'm glad I got him because like the voice for the Joker, I wish if I could put it on live action characters, just have Mark Hamill voice. And then like the actor just voice what he's saying, lip sync a little bit. It would make the ideal Joker live action. So that's my pick. I made a mistake already. I was counting on this for this, for my snake. Obviously not going to get it. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, that's a fatal mistake, dude. People people say that Mark Hamill might be the best Joker, even with Heath Ledger's like portrayal. Like people still actually, there's still like a large amount of people on the internet that will still argue that Mark Hamill's the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think it's a solid pick. 
I love it. I love how we have back-to-back animated series picks getting the, the recognition it deserves. My For sure. And I'm so happy that it's on that when I dropped on HBO Max, I automatically started watching a couple of the episodes. Like that was like nostalgia city. It just mm-hmm. made me so happy. So that's my third round pick. Flex, your your choice. All right. With the uh ninth pick, third of the third round, I will go Batmobiles. I'm going Batmobiles, and I'm going to stick, I'm gonna keep it animated. We're going the animated series, Batmobile. Wow. When you think of Batman and the Batmobile, I don't want you to think of, uh, no teasing here. Um, you know, it's just dark noir <laughs> feel of the animated series brought to life. Straight mm-hmm. out of the comic book. Give me that one. We'll do that. Respectable pick. Three straight animated series picks. Okay. This is where we're, we're going, baby. We are going right now. So, Ricky Flex, you have back-to-back picks here. What is your fourth round? Okay. So, Nez needs... What do you need? A side character and Batmobile. No, you have a side character. You need the Batmobile and movie. Okay. And then Doctor needs Batman and the side character all right so then i have to do did i get this right do i have to do villain then no oh you want me to read it to you so you have a film you have a film you need a villain and you need a supporting character and there's only been one supporting character taken only one both have villains okay oh so then i have to do a side character what is it? I picked a side character. Oh, yeah. I picked Nez, Nightwing. Nez oh, and you Nightwing picked Alfred. Supporting character. All right. I'm just going to make this simple then. I'm just going to pick a side character. I'm picking Commissioner Gordon animated. Let's keep it rolling. Animated? Animated. Gary Oldman, oh I love you. God. One of the best actors of all time. But give me the comic book version of Commissioner Gordon. The Bob Hastings voice. Commissioner Gordon animated. Looks too good. Mine. Ladies and gentlemen, that, was, that is now four consecutive picks from the Batman animated series. I like to give us all ourselves give you know pat on the back. That's good. That's good stuff. Snaps. Snaps, 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 snaps. Oh my God. You know what? You know what? I need a Batman. I You're need a this? Batman. Don't do Where it. I gotta go. I'm going Kevin Conroy. Oh, the animated Batman God. from Batman the Animated Series. Snaps, Let's snaps, keep snaps. it rolling. Fourth round. It's the greatest. It's the best <laughs> series ever. We have, was it four straight picks? Four straight five, picks? Five, 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 five straight picks of Batman, the animated series. Incredible. Now, so, that's that's amazing. Was that, before we got all hyped up with the animated, did you really have Kevin Conroy as your number two or three Batman? Or one? My note, I, I, I said I love Batfleck, but honestly, on my board, what I wrote down is I mean, if I look back, I said Conroy won. <laughs> I said you, Conroy you won. You animal. I said Conroy won. The Great voices voice of that show are so amazing. It mm-hmm. was so good. They brought him back in the Flash universe, like for the TV show. He doesn't yep. look like Batman whatsoever, but his voice was so good. They're like, we just need your voice. You sit there, pretend you're paralyzed or something, and then you you talk. Voice you know? work. What a job to have. Like, such an easy gig. All Great right. royalties. Phenomenal. So that takes care of my Batman uh, Ricky Fleck. I mean, no, sorry, Nez. Round out the fourth round. All right. Is um, 
I think I'm going to go here with, uh, with a Batmobile. I'm having a hard time picking. I, th- I think it's got to be, I think I got to go with the Dark Knight Batmobile. The one that turns into a, uh, Tumbler. turns in, in, yeah, exactly. The Tumbler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It turns into a motorcycle. It, it doesn't turn into the plane, right? The plane just comes and gets them. Yeah, it doesn't turn into a plane. At least the Dark Knight Rises. Either yeah, it's way, cool either jump. way, it's freaking sick. Um, looks cool, and it's a freaking tank. You know, it could take some hits, take some bullets, and uh, if you want to turn into a uh, really cool motorcycle, it also has that capability. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's the, I think it's like it's pretty badass. I yeah. do like it a lot. It's uh, and it was a different take on the Batmobile. It's not like the sleek, like looking one from like the original Batman movies, uh, or the '80s Batman movies. It's like it's like literally heavy duty, and it could take mm-hmm. it could take a blow, like the Joker <laughs> shooting a freaking bazooka at you. If you were a mass vigilante, that's the one you're gonna pick out of all the choices available to you in this draft. That's and and I am so, and you did, and you did. It's a great pick. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna go on to my film now. This is my last pick here. I don't know if this is allowed, so I'm going to just draft it. And if it gets vetoed, it gets vetoed. Here we go. I am picking Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Is absolutely. that allowed? It's a, I, I have no trouble with that. The Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut. Snyder yeah. Cut specifically. That was on my list. Absolutely was on my list for film, Batman film. Mark it like down. That. Mark it down. That, that that's uh that's, and that my, was, that's like, my batman like he's the main character he's the main character of the movie yeah I would say. yeah 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 he is i like that i like that I, the snyder cut been... fans man you have the bat flick and <laughs> snyder cut yeah the snyder cut fans will i almost i almost next... i was really thinking about drafting the the oh never mind don't well, no, everyone has a movie. Okay, everyone has a movie. So no, yeah. no, no. But like for a different. Pick, okay. Okay. I was we'll also going to do a Snyder verse one, but I didn't, but yes, Snyder cut. Wow. What just, wow. Uh, I am on to my Batmobile. I need that as my last pick. So let me get out the draft, the uh, big board here. There's one here that I don't think is unanimous, but my number two is still on the board. 66 Batmobile. That's what I'm doing. 1966 Batmobile. I'm going old school, showing some respect to Adam West and where kind of where Batman really popularized with the TV show. It's the one where I could actually see myself driving down the street with, you know, and not looking like too much of an idiot, even though I look like an idiot, you know? So I'm going to say the 1966 Batman Batmobile, which I think I'll be, I would love to buy someday when this podcast hits big. That'd be legendary. And that's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful car. <laughs> it's a good looking car. And it's like, yeah, I feel like it's, a you nice see car. A, it's like an antique car show. You might see it or something. Or if like you go that. to Universal Studios, gosh, you guys still haven't, you guys have never been to Universal Studios. <laughs> oh my God. It's killing me. We have to go. We have to go. We, we got to go and like vlog it or something. There's, like, I, I think, think there's a great. Batmobile. I think there's a Batmobile there. Just like chilling in the park and you can go look at it or like take a picture next to it. Oh my goodness! Uh, we'd be in heaven. We'd be <sighs> we'd be in freaking heaven. Yeah, Ricky Flex. Sure. We are now onto your Mister Irrelevance. You need a villain. Yeah, so I lost this draft. Um, Doctor O, very 
impressive call there. I uh, don't know what I'm going to do. I have to need a villain. My top two are off the board. The rest were pretty wide open. So let's just go with an Oscar winner and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I know he doesn't go against a Batman, but I don't care. Mr. Irrelevant, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, Arthur Fleck. Ricky, you sound like you just lost your best friend. Yeah, I did. I didn't get upset. any of my first ones really. Uh, like I did, and same time I didn't. I don't know. I I think I wish I picked a different Batmobile. I wish I did. I I know you had to do it. We had so much momentum going. I know, the but there, series, you had no choice. I know, but there's another one that's not a part of the animated series, but it's still animated that I <laughs> I kind of wanted to pick. Wow. All right. So, Joaquin Phoenix Joker, our second Oscar-winning performance, right? Man, I don't know how many. If we count the uh, animated series, I don't know how many award-winning performances we have here. But let's go through the list. We'll go through the honorable mentions really quickly, and then we'll get you listeners on out of here. So, Nez has the Heath Ledger Joker as his villain. He has Batfleck as his Batman. He has Nightwing for his supporting character from the animated series. He has the Dark Knight Tumblr as his Batmobile and then the Snyder Cut for his Batman film. Dr. O has the Dark Knight for film. He has Alfred as best supporting character, the Michael Caine version. Then we have Joker, Mark Hamill, animated series villain. Next, we have for Batman, Kevin Conroy, the animated series. And then the 1966 Batmobile driven by Adam West for his Batmobile. Ricky Flicks has Batman Begins for his film. He has Christian Bale. As his Batman. He has the animated series Batmobile for his Batmobile. And then he has Commissioner Gordon, the animated series for best supporting character. And then Joker played by Joaquin Phoenix as his villain. That does it for the draft. Any honorable mentions, Nez? Um, we got the Riddler for villains. Um, Christian Bale, Adam West. Oh, I'm sorry, not Christian Bale. Sorry, he, he, we drafted him. Adam West. Um, Dark Knight Rises didn't get drafted. Uh, Lucius Fox was on my big board mm-hmm. for side characters. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I, I, that's pretty much it. I, that's all I got. Lucius Fox, big miss, I think. But like at the same time, three people drafting here. It's such a rich supporting character, like cast for mm-hmm. Batman in this franchise. Um, yeah, I like those picks. Uh, Flicks, what do you got? Well, Batmobiles. Batman Beyond's Batmobile. That I had that on flies. my list. I had that on my I list. I wish I picked it. I kind of wish I picked it. Um, <laughs> disappointing. But uh, for Batman's, Michael Keaton was the one I was toying with at number uh, between Bale. Uh, he's returning. He's returning. That's how good he was. 30 years later, he's returning. That's so, a lot. Uh, Michael Keaton, Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, um, Robert Pattinson. The trailer. Robert I debated Batman. it, but I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> and uh, Will Arnett's Lego Batman. <laughs> that one. Is, that's Oh, it. nice. We, um, we, did, we did a lot of animated performances here. Right, right. Uh, Batman movies, Dark Knight Rises, um, and Batman. So, Nez, Snyder Cut over Dark Knight Rises and 89 Batman. That's what you're thinking? I honestly don't like 89 Batman that much, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to draft all three of the Nolan 
Batmans yeah. in our draft. I had to differentiate myself. I played with the idea of drafting the 1989 Batman, but I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just. I really don't enjoy yeah. it as much as as other. You know. If you pick so, Batfleck over Keaton, um, you got to pick Snyder Cut then. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, you know, I played with it. You know, rise. I do. I like Dark Knight Rises, but I just didn't want to. I can't, couldn't have us only drafting the Nolan films. Mm, diversify the board. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, and I was gonna say I'm, I might be in the minority, but like Keaton's like my number four Batman. I would say like he doesn't have like the physical presence. I know he's like the OG, and he's such a likable dude. But uh, and I don't think he, like his voice actually wasn't bad for a Batman. But I just never really. I, I'm not, I wasn't born in the eighties or anything, but I don't really buy him as much in the role as I do like a bail or an Affleck. Like it's, it just mm-hmm. doesn't really match up. Right. So that's why I had him like four. I agree. The curly hair doesn't look, I don't know, something about it. Not it doesn't physically have menacing. Suave billionaire look. It doesn't yeah. have it. And he's not intimidating either. Like in the non clothes either. So they're oh, not percent. Um, and then villains real quick. Jack Nicholson's Batman. Zach Galifianakis Joker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought uh, it was, I, I didn't think he was good. Yeah, Raz al Ghul. I know Nez. You said you didn't like him in Batman Begins. Oh, uh, I wasn't talking about him. I was oh, talking Killian about Murphy. the um, Kelly Murphy. I, I don't like that villain. With I don't like the premise of yeah, the Scarecrow with the um, like the gas and stuff. It, it just like creepy. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It didn't. It. I feel like the other ones feel kind of real. I think that's why I like them better. Like the the the, the gas that makes you go crazy didn't like i'm like what the hell you know it just didn't do it for me mm-hmm. right he's like wearing like the mask like batman's allowed to wear the suit because he's batman but like yeah. no one like i don't want I, like it, you lose some of that grounded like connectivity there like i i under i 100 understand that um mm-hmm. uh yeah. I, just a couple like i wanted to bring up i wanted to almost pick the uh new batmobile the pattinson batmobile like the muscle car it looks pretty cool i know we haven't seen much of it in action and then to, I won't keep us here too long, but Robin, I'm a big Robin guy. Just like, I didn't like, I, I would have picked him in the animated series. Once again, um, Harvey Dent, I was tempted uh, from dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I liked his character Aaron Eckhart. I think played it well. And then Michelle Pfeiffer, I got to show her love for Batman returns as Catwoman, And that even could have been like a supporting character as sometimes she's not really a villain, but mo- more like a, a untrustworthy ally to Batman. And Bane, Tom Hardy's Bane. And I can't oh. believe Gary Oldman didn't get drafted as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Give me that Bob was the Hastings. one I was torn about. I was like, Michael Caine or Gary Oldman, both from the Dark Knight trilogy. I can't believe we didn't pick Gary Oldman, Oscar winner, legend. Animated Commissioner Gordon. I, I was shocked when you went animated. I almost, I like, I audibly gasped. We should play it back and, and, uh, when I do the YouTube. Um, that's going to do it for our Batman draft. What a fun one, boys. And that's also going to do it for our episode. So episode 55 is in the books. Make sure you guys, uh, once you listen, share it on your Instagram stories. Uh, we're on all platforms, like Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud. You can catch us on YouTube. We'll definitely have this draft up there. You can see uh, all the melee that was going on during the beginning of it. Uh, make sure and if you guys share it on your stories, okay, we'll shout you out on the pod. Uh, follow us, us at the drive-in at the drive-in for Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. And we're posting funny stuff, good stuff, great content all the time. We'll see you for episode 56. 56 is what movie, Ricky Flex? Is it Venom? 
No, that's the phone. That's October first. Uh, we don't have one. It's eyes of Tammy Faye. We can, it's a lot of options to be decided. Cry Macho, to be decided. Right. Follow Throwback. us on social media to find out what we're doing before we do it. That's gonna do it for episode fifty-five. Until next time, Sopranos. We, we can do Sopranos recap. Ooh, series. That might be it. When does the next one come out? When does uh? I so, mean, when does the Newark? October first. So it's we won't reveal it next week, but. Same, it comes Sopranos out the same draft? weekend as Venom. Sopranos let's just do draft? let's just do a Sopranos episode. Let's just go, let's full on Sopranos episode. Yeah, next week. Throw out superlatives. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Let's do a Sopranos draft. We'll do we'll do a Sopranos draft and we'll do a Sopranos discussion for like a little bit instead of a review. Draft a character to preview episode. many sites of Newark. Yeah, sounds good. Ah, Get I'm your excited. cousin on the pod. Heck yeah, let's do it. So now that does it for episode 55. Until next time, we will. Smell ya.